Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folklore. A leprechaun is taking up residence in their neighborhood. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Filmstrip. I got the one thing that can put that leprechaun on ice forever. So what you gonna do, tough guy? You gonna try to kill me or we gonna work together and kill this mother Cause you ain't no mother gangster. These podcasts will be spoiler filled and contain in-depth discussions of the plots, characters, and themes. Three four of mine, you've done quite well. Now I'll take me flute and send you to hell. Welcome to Filmstrip. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And this is our review of Leprechaun in the Hood, starring Warwick Davis, Ice-T, Anthony Montgomery, Rashawn Nall, and Red Grant, directed by Rob Spera, released on video in March of 2000. So, it's come to this, eh, Brian? We said we weren't going to do it, Jay, but last <laughs> Leprechaun episode in October, we decided... That since the WWE was going to grace us with a new Leprechaun, which, by the way, was supposed to be out by this year, which looking yeah. like it's not going to be, that we would go to the hood so that we can wrap it all up with the origin story that the WWE is planning to tell us. Now, who knows if that'll ever get done. Uh, from what <laughs> I've read is that they don't even have a script yet. For the dying do, thing. Do they, hey, have they ever had one past the first one, I would ask? Well, apparently someone gets credit for writing that <laughs> shit, but, you know, I, yeah. I just, I keep reading, I keep, I keep looking going, wow, what are they going to do with this? this? This ought to be interesting to see what the WWE does with you, this whole series. I mean, it can't get much worse, can it? I, I suppose well, it can't. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But here's here's the thing: there comes a point in every series, particularly horror series, where it's time to realize that your your <laughs> thing has jumped the shark. Okay, and it's another thing entirely when the film and the filmmakers also realize that they are jumping said mm -hmm. shark and they don't care. Right. <laughs> They're just going to go with it anyway. I thought that had happened last time. <laughs> When we went to space, and it's just, you know, nothing seemed to matter at all, okay? But I only did I real not I did not realize how far they were willing to rev the boat up to take another run at the fish mm. until I turned this on and watched this. I'll tell you um, I'll tell you this, Jay. At least at least in this episode we have a, a little bit of continuity coming in. Whereas all the other ones, it kind of was just thrown out the freaking window. We've got we are several talk about things that. of continuity in this one, which I was shocked about as I was watching. I'm like, wow, they actually uh, remember. You are going to call something. that content <laughs> You're going to call that continuity, and I'm going to call that we've jumped the shark, so we <laughs> might as well reference ourselves type of humor. Well, because this we'll is see. not... Okay, this series hasn't tried to be scary in three films now, okay? It tried the first time and failed miserably, but it, it tried at least, right? Yeah. This one isn't even... They're not even trying to play the fact that this is... They know this is comedy. 
That's all this is now. It's it's bad comedy all the way down to a freaking rap song. Ugh. And we're gonna we're gonna get to the rap. All right. But I, I you call it continuity. I'm curious to hear which things you're gonna call out sure. because I think it's just them being funny, and I think there's a reason for it, and I'll, I'll cite that when we get there. But, Brian, I think for many of our listeners who may have followed the Leprechaun series, and I, I want to say this right now, I may hate on these films, but these have been some of the more funny podcasts I've ever been a part of. And I don't consider myself a funny person, per se, <laughs> but I have a lot of fun when we talk about these things. We seem to get a lot of good jokes out of it, so I'm hoping this one is the same. I hope our listeners enjoy it just the same as well because we try to have fun with this stuff but i have a feeling a lot of people haven't seen this and may not want to try to see i don't know i I think that because of ice tea being in it this may be the one that more people have seen Maybe they have. Maybe that would you would know, let us know on Twitter or Facebook, folks. If you if you've seen this one more than you've seen our other Leprechaun episodes, we'd like to know. That that'd be curious to know. But I think a lot of people aren't going to be as familiar with it as maybe they should, or maybe it's been a while. I don't know. So why don't you give us a plot? Oh, I'd be happy to. <laughs> Postmaster P, Stray Bullet, <laughs> and Bush are rappers trying to raise money for their first record, be it a clean record, ladies and gentlemen, in the hood. <clears throat> hey, they break Will into Smith a... don't have to cuss in his raps to sell records, oh, but I do. No, no, so no, no. Him and we'll, this movie, too. Yeah, we'll get into this here. No, hold on. They're, they're the clean gangster rap. But anyway, <laughs> they break into the studio of a powerful producer, Mac Daddy Onassis. Hoping to steal something valuable. Instead, they discover the secret behind Mac Daddy's multi-platinum success. A magic flute he stole from the leprechaun 20 years earlier. (laughs) The rappers take the flute with them, and their careers take a dramatic upswing. But Mac Daddy wants the flute back, and so does the evil leprechaun, our hero. (laughs) After a lot of chasing around, Postmaster P, Mac Daddy, and the Leprechaun get into a big fight where Mac Daddy shoots Butch, Postmaster P shoots Mac Daddy, and Mac Daddy shoots the Leprechaun. That's a lot of shooting going on. The Leprechaun uses his magic to blow up Mac Daddy's torso, but not before Mac Daddy tosses the amulet in the air, presumably trapping the Leprechaun once again. Ding! Continuity. We flash forward to see Postmaster P rapping about how he finally made it when he takes off his sunglasses and his eyes glow a neon green, indicating that he is under the Leprechaun's spell. The camera pans to the front row in which the Leprechaun sits wearing the same sunglasses, and in a final scene, the Leprechaun takes the mic and drops some rhymes about his evil self. Oh boy. That is our plot summary to this brilliant, <laughs> brilliant movie known as what? Lep in the Hood. What in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying that in the fifth Leprechaun movie. I think I've said that oh. for several of them, but really this time. Okay. Now, let me tell you a little story here this. first. The gods yeah. did not want me to watch this movie. They tried so <laughs> hard for me to not be able to watch this movie. I paid a whole dollar ninety nine to rent this thing on Amazon Prime Instant Video, and every time I tried to start it, it would not go. It would tell me it cannot retrieve my movie and to try calling customer service every time. So what did I do? I hopped on my little 
Google Nexus tablet and brought it up there and it started playing, but it's, that's really kind of tiny to watch a movie on when you're trying to watch it with the wife. So we stopped that yeah. and she found out there's an Amazon instant video app on iPhone. So she downloaded it for her iPad and we sat and watched this thing by the brilliant sound of an iPad 2, which is not very <laughs> easy to do. But that's how we had to watch it because the TV, the Roku would not let us connect to that movie. <laughs> There's a reason you should have listened. Okay, first off, am I not wrong? Your wife has watched all of these with you, right? Uh, she's watched all of them but the second one, which is probably good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say props to Brian's wife because mine bailed out on me after part of the first Oh, <laughs> She was like, no, the, I'm not the doing The first one's that. cinema gold <laughs> so... when you look at this series. <laughs> Dude, it is that is genius filmmaking <laughs> compared to where we are now. We have gone down a very sad, <laughs> sad place yeah, <laughs> to get where we are at point. But nonetheless, well, I, I watched this when it was still streaming on Netflix, and it no longer is. But I remember watching it when it, when it was, and I, I think it's when I messaged you and said, hey, we should just go ahead and do this since it's already on Netflix, you know, whatever. We, we can get this done. And only 90 minutes later did I realize how bad of a decision <laughs> that was. Um, Regret filled okay. your heart. <laughs> I, I want to say this right now, okay? I have known Ice-T since he started his days as a rapper. My brother, when he was going through high school, was on the forefront of the gangster rap thing as it hit. And my brother liked Ice-T. He listened to Ice-T and Too Short and Public Enemy and N.W.A. and all those guys. And so I got to ride around in his cool car listen to a lot of Ice-T. Probably shouldn't have been because <laughs> I was a little young at that point. But I have known of Ice-T for a long time. I'm also a big fan of Law & Order SVU. Of course, he's been on that show for many, many years. And I find it humorous that the guy who's infamous for the song Cop Killer has played a cop for a long time. But I've known about Ice-T for a long time. So I was intrigued. I mean, you mentioned at the outset that more people may have seen this because Ice-T's in it. I was intrigued as to what is Ice-T doing in a Leprechaun movie? Clearly he's going to get the joke, but what's that joke going to be? You know, is it going to be one worth seeing? I will tell you <laughs> that the reveal of this film and its central uh. plot is that this guy and another cat in the 70s, I think this is supposed to yes. be, break into some kind of cave. Ice-T representing that fro in those bell-bottoms, baby. I'm telling you, <laughs> he pulls a baseball bat out of the fro. Oh, even. God, that was but the they, best. They, oh. they break into this... Um, cave or whatever they're stealing stuff off the leprechaun and the thing they steal I, I think is it's the, the subway that, that they're breaking into is that I it so. i didn't know what it was but I, it could have been the damn treehouse <laughs> for part two and three for all i knew but all, all i knew was that they were breaking in stealing this stuff and they steal the magic flute that when played three things happen no one can hear it <laughs> at first <laughs> second everyone goes in a trance and it's the only thing to explain why white people would ever like rap music that is the plot mm. of this film is that this guy gets away with that and he uses it to build a music and pimping empire <laughs> the other the other thing with this film is it's uh, a plot to use the word f over and over and over again and oh, since you can't hear that because i beeped it out it's the f word yeah. over and over and over <laughs> again what the hell i mean it's it half the well, dialogue you know, i'd say 75 percent of the dialogue is that one word 
Well, it's two things, Brian. It's it's the stereotypical. Um, we're gonna have urban youths, and we're gonna do this gangster picture. So this is how the urban rappers talk, and it's also this is direct to video. So who cares? Who cares what? Yeah, it's well, that's true. No, it's not even rated. I mean, no, nobody cares. So you know, they're they're able to get away with with all of that language that way because it's part of it is part of the the music there. And you know, no, no, dang, I like you know, I like gangster rap. I like some of it. I've certainly never been a gangster, nor will ever be one. But I've known a few in my day, but. I, I get it, and that's part of that music. They, I mean, it's just in there, and I think that it's also. I would, I would say, Anthony Montgomery and Ice T take a lot of liberties with whatever dialogue was written to them. No. This doesn't sound like something that could have been written by one person or five people or how many ever people are supposed to have written this. It sounds like they they gave them stuff to work around, and then these guys just sort of riffed on it. Ice T's notorious for that. Anyway. That's true. I don't know, man. I, yeah. To, to 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 go from a guy who wants to be a clean gangster rapper to just saying MF or over and over again throughout this show is just like what the hell? <laughs> but well, it's it's weird. It's, well, isn't that isn't that the joke though? Is that this guy is trying to do positivity yeah. and all this stuff? But really, that's not what he's into. He's just looking for an angle. He's just a hustler. Yeah, he's trying to get his and way this in. Is, absolutely. Yeah, and this is his hustle to get in. And you know, it's not it's not really who he is. You know, I, I may well, I make a joke. I made a joke. I think that it is who I'm, that one is. But the other two, they don't give a crap. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about Postmaster P. I don't think. I think he's just looking for a way in yeah, too. His I don't friends, know. I don't butch. And I don't think stray so. Bullet, come on. I think that he actually really? wants to lead the positive life, but as events unfold, that's impossible when you shoot people but he and kill does, them. He he doesn't make choices that would lead me to believe he wants to be a bad well. He he makes. I don't think he makes choices after all this starts going down. But I think before they decide to go break into Mac Daddy's house and steal his shit, that he actually was leading a positive life instead. Yes, but but he crosses that line. And unlike films like Menace to Society, Boys in the Hood, you know, where there's the big change for the main character, Mm -hmm. you see this one coming a hundred miles away. It's it's not it's not even honest to God, interesting. Who, who thinks, oh, this guy didn't want anything to do with us because our positivity sucks. Let's break into his house and steal his stuff. Yeah. This guy that, is, that the is most, never the answer. He's the most powerful person in, in the gangster rap of the time. You think it's that easy to just bust mm-hmm. in and take... Yeah, Come it's on. like, this is not... If this is Suge Knight's house, you ain't gonna do this. No, you're gonna die. I mean, this is... Yeah, this is dumb. I was like, this guy didn't get to this point by being an idiot you know so i don't i don't get it okay. either i i think that it, that is the ridiculous part the other big it? thing okay i understand keeping mm-hmm. the flute and we figure out that's how Ugh. mac daddy became so powerful but why the hell does he keep the leprechaun why did he keep the <laughs> leprechaun statue I, uh, you know what? Okay, you were talking about callbacks. This is a callback. All I could think of was the pawn exactly. shop. Exactly. To begin exactly. part three, and I thought, this has to end with this leprechaun statue in the uh, one-armed pirate's um, hands heading to Vegas, or I'm going to be real disappointed. That would have made you know, because, m- much more sense than the ending we got, dude. Maybe that happens in it, Leprechaun 
back to the hood. Uh, <laughs> we still got to go know, back but... to the hood, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we still got another one of these to go. I know. And then then the hornswoggle one. But yeah. you'll get to that in a minute. You know, wait a minute, though. This though, if you read like on the Leprechaun message boards, yes, there are. Some. There's Leprechaun message, <laughs> Leprechaun <What>? fan sites <laughs> that this is supposed to take place continuity wise before the Tory story of part yes. one. Yes, this is the this is the prequel. Yes. <laughs> so well, you so think about it. Star Wars was doing it. <laughs> Leprechaun must also. Well, they've been bouncing all over the place on the timelines. If you actually go try and look up <laughs> one of these things, but this is supposed to take place. Uh, it starts in the 70s, probably 1970. 20 years later, you're into 1990, which is about the right time for the gangster rap thing to get real big, right? right? And then the North Dakota one, which is uh, Leprechaun 1, that one takes place, I believe, in 1992 or 93, so a couple years later. I have no clue when the Vegas one takes place or any of that, but obviously after this. (laughs) So, But Mm -hmm. there's continuity with the medallion thing and the, the statue Leprechaun. So that was kind of, you know, cool that they harkened back to that. Uh, then, you know, the other continuity piece comes at the end, which we'll get to when we get there. But I'll, I'll point that out as well. I, I agree. I think that uh, this thing's all over. Oh, absolutely. But that's what they're trying to sell us on this is this idea. And I'm not buying it. <laughs> I mean, it seems, okay, the whole trope here, the, the conceit we have to give is that, one, there's a magic flute <laughs> that makes people in a trance for whatever, and that's the only way rap music's become popular. Well, Two, no, that no, Daddy no, no, Onassis no, 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 has no, no. kept that That's not the only somewhere. way Mac, it, that's not the only way rap music became popular. That's the only way that Mac <laughs> Daddy became who he is, and that's the only way that Postmaster P can become popular. Let's let's say this is that these two rappers are so awful they have to have oh, evil magic to be to make yes. it work. Which I can buy some of that when you hear well not Ice T but when you hear this guy start dropping rhymes it's pretty awful. Yes. And and then, I mean it's I I've seen CB four and, and if Ice T wrote that crap. No, no, no. There's no way Ice T wrote that crap. I've, I've, I know Ice T's rhymes. Ice T did not write any of that shit. Okay, only thing Ice T wrote was how many zeros he wanted in the end to check at the end of this. All right, I don't know what the budget for this film is. Ninety percent of it had to go to him. Yeah, no, but, no. but to get him for like the twelve minutes that he's in the thing. But there's that end of it, and then you have these three guys who. Their whole bit is that they're trying to rip off. They're trying to sell some what faulty stuff to a pawn shop, <laughs> and and then they sell all the gold to the pawn shop for for some really shoddy recording equipment. Now, Brian, you and I have dabbled in music in our lives and done some recording and stuff. I'm going to tell you, my friend, you can't record a whole lot with the stuff they mm. buy. That was bad. It was terrible, and that's a lot of gold to give for just that crappy audio equipment that they got and yeah they were trying to pawn they were trying to pawn off a Fender Squire guitar signed by apparently Jimi Hendrix which I thought was hilarious yes <laughs> anyway course, I, yeah. I gotta tell you I did enjoy the the Chow character I thought he was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'll nothing try, you'll try school also. Chow <laughs> <laughs> All I thought of was that of the offensive Asian stereotype yeah, that's on South Park that runs the that runs the city walk. Uh, you know, that that guy. And so it was I was having Team America flashbacks into how Kim Jong il <laughs> was portrayed into that when I was watching Chow. Because it definitely felt that way. So um I think the problem here is well, it's the problem with all of these movies, right? None of the 
you know, human characters are remotely interesting to watch. <laughs> and Warwick Davis, what is his whole role in this? Okay, he smokes some weed with Ice-T, mm-hmm. right? A friend with weed is a friend indeed, so we get those awful rhymes again. Then he bites his finger off. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> is is it just revenge for the flute? How does he remember that? And then he cracks a Tiger Woods joke. He's been in stone for 20-something years. How does he even know who the hell Tiger <laughs> Woods is? fantastic question. <laughs> so, now we, okay, that, that, that helps us date this as well, because Tiger Woods is apparently a big deal. And I'm pretty sure, let me think here, 1990? Probably not. Tiger Woods yeah. wasn't doing anything then. I think he came around 98, 99, maybe. I was going to say, this, this, this movie's supposed to be 1990, but it's most definitely 2000 jokes. Yeah. I mean, that's, and you know what they're hoping is that nobody pays attention, but yay, lo, here we come to dissect it. <laughs> and so, oh, and here we shame are. Shame on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 let's poor, talk. Poor let's shame, talk. Sir. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you've got all this crap going on. Postmaster Pete goes from a positivity guy to shooting Mac Daddy and thinking he's dead uh, to just all of a sudden going on a multi binge crime spree. For him. Like, he's just doing whatever now. He doesn't care. He's shoot whatever, whoever. To dressing up as a drag queen. And I got to tell you. We had to call back. We had to call back to part four. But I I got (laughs) to tell you, Jay. That dude is pretty muscular. If a chick ever, ever came up to my lair for some, you know, some, some action. And walked in with that much muscle. I run the out of there because <laughs> that scared the get shit out of out dodge of look the last time i saw muscles like that on a woman it was called china and we all know how that ends that was nah, bad. Well, yeah, yeah, okay yeah. there is no way on earth okay it was bad enough when the freaked out sergeant with a plate in his head who was actually a robot <laughs> at the end of part four was dressed up as a woman for half of that movie <laughs> okay i'm just uh, there's the whole plot to part four folks don't even watch it oh. and after that happened but we had to go back to that again oh, right yeah. But not only that. But that was their only way to get At some point, but at some point, the leprechaun tries to get a beige from (laughs) Postmaster P. Yes. (laughs) I thought the exact same thing. I don't know if that's what they were intending, but that's what it looked like. He was pushing his head down towards his crotch. (laughs) That is exactly what was happening. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to go through with this. (laughs) Yes. He is most assuredly... Attempting to give, get some, <laughs> yeah, but, some. Okay, that's not even the worst part of this whole thing, Jay. The worst part of this whole thing is the fact, not only that they're dressing up like women, but the other guy, um, what's, the, what's the other guy's name? Not, Butch or Stray Bullet? Uh, whoever the background guy is. I think it's probably Butch. That's Butch, because Stray Bullet up, gets killed early yeah, on. Yeah, Butch so, is dressing yeah. up as a woman, and he has a mustache and a beard. Who the hell is yes. that going to fool? <laughs> Seriously. Apparently a lot of stupid people well, it, who are under the leprechaun. Yeah, stuff. exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and, oh. Anyway, the beach well, what, part, that What was do you the make, best. though, of the fact that the, the way that they, the, the leprechaun gets <laughs> sort of duped out of this whole bit is they, they get him to smoke some weed laced with not PCP, not cocaine, a freaking four-leaf clover. Ding! Continuity. <laughs> Back to number one, baby. 
We okay, know. you're calling this continuity. Hey. This is not continuity. This is just let's pull up random. That's continuity. Shit How did they? Other people may have. Uh-uh. If other people have bothered to see these movies, they might remember. Yeah. That's not continuity. That's hey, called a callback. They know, you know what that call, is? That they is, called back a, a very key part of, Epi- of of Leprechaun One in the fact that you have to disable his powers by getting him to eat a four leaf clover. And they shot it in him there. They gave it to him in weed here. It did what they said it would I, do. I, I'm just going to say, I disagree, and here's why. Because this is coming out in the wake of what big horror series? Scream. And what was Scream? It was the self-referential horror series. That's all this is. That's what it plays like, is that somebody trying to do a real low-rent version of Scream. I would have never gotten that out of that, but I can see a little bit. But Now, I think that they were actually making an attempt to use some of the rules that they've set up kind of, in past episodes. Well, yeah, I mean, Force Lightning was back. <laughs> Force Lightning was back in this episode. Yes, the green Force Lightning was back in the episode. So, so correct, we got that. So, we got um, the, the, the drag queen going on. We got the four-leaf clover to disable the powers of the leprechaun coming back. And we got the statue leprechaun with the medallion around him coming back. That's four things that they well, brought back from other past leprechauns. Well, what about the leprechaun's magic in this one, where he can like control people? Well, like it's you know we talk about force lightning, but now it's like the force. Yeah, that that was you a little know? weird. The whole green eye thing was was a bit odd, but I like the fact that they were able to another callback. He can project h- images towards people. Right, we know yep, that, and yeah. and and it was nice to see that they brought that back. I mean, not that it was good the first time, but at least they they brought it back, and <laughs> he used that a couple times. One to take out the pawn shop owner, which I, I don't know what the point of that was, other than the fact that he at one point had some of his gold. So I guess he must die. Well, uh, yeah, well, this not this is not about getting the gold. Okay, the pot of gold. Nah, we need there. We're just trying to get the dang flute back. Now. So it's yeah, we Let's, we were way past okay, the pot. We've of gold. gotten way off track on this movie because we're talking about things that don't even. Well, not that this movie matters, but that don't even matter. The flute. What the hell? So he gets this flute. He puts it in his mouth and just blows into it, and this magical song comes out. He doesn't even make it an attempt to make it look like he's trying to play this flute until one point where he actually moves his fingers a couple times, which I thought, wow, look at that. He's actually trying. But then everybody is mesmerized by this, and basically it brainwashes them into thinking something magical is going to happen. What did you think about the whole idea of this flute as being this magical item that can, that gives them power to do whatever they want? I saw that once. It was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ah, yeah. And and Willy Wonka blew the flute, and then here came the Oompa Loompas, right? And then I've also seen that trope. I mean, how many times have you seen the Magic Flute? I mean, what? It's the Pied Piper. It's it's all of that, okay. right? It's the, and I think that's the, what the riff is on is the Pied Piper here. The idea that he can play something that would enchant you know people to just go in a trance and go his way. And I can get know. the whole trance thing, but it's got to wear off at yeah. some point and they got to realize it was crap that they were dealt. Don't you think? See, here's the problem. Here's the problem is that, yeah, it's like it has a lasting effect. You know, but what breaks the trance? When did there's no rules on the trance? I guess it's how long the song is. I don't well, know. Well, but you think, like, think I, about I was it. curious about think that. about it. You get them to think that everything's good, right? You've laid down a recording of Probably this Mac Daddy, he's a producer or something, right? So he lays down his tracks to become the man he was. If it sucked at the beginning, it's got to suck still. And that trance has to wear yeah. off eventually because people have to buy the <laughs> to make you famous. 
Well, okay, here's the thing. I never got the sense that Mac Daddy wasn't any good. I got the sense that Mac Daddy was a good rapper. It was that he signed a bunch of punks like Postmaster P and people like that and turned them into stars when they really shouldn't be. And then once they wore out, he just had new ones go. That could be. That's how I That'd read be. it was that he just, yeah, that he just kind of, you know, uh, uh, gristmilled them but out. But even you still, know, once he... The, the, the way yeah. to make the money is to put out the records. And if the records suck and you have to use a flute to make people think they're good, when does that die? Well, when? well see, you, you get you get the one-hit wonder, and then you throw them to the side, and you get the next one-hit wonder, and then you throw them to the side, and you get the but next do you one. Really, you the dough doing do you that. really <laughs> think that Postmaster P could ever, ever produce a hit? Because the way he was rapping, I can't see that ever happening. No, but I have to give this movie that gimme because that's what it's telling me happens. I don't, I can't believe any of this, even on a horror level, on the cheesy horror movie, you know, gimme level. I can't buy any of this, but I'm having to go with something because I'm here for 90 damn minutes and I'm going to watch it. So I want to know why things are the way they are. I mean, that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, Brian. That's a good question. I do not know what the answer is on, on that. I don't have a yeah, and it just comes to a point where they're playing their crappy music and they're in the uh, the other drag queen's uh, uh, apartment and out comes the neighbor telling them to shut up because it sucked so bad and then all of a sudden they blow the <laughs> flute and everyone's partying at the house. Really? I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden, well, you know what, though? I, I wonder if this flute hasn't escaped and, and made itself back into the world because Gangnam Style and Harlem Shake no, have both been massive hits <laughs> before we recorded this. And I can only imagine that that's how those things occur. No. And that Kesha I, still has I'm a I'm sad now. <laughs> Uh, it certainly can make one. Yeah, such, let's. But yeah, I let's stop hobnobbing around this this pile of junk. Let's get right to the ending, Jay. We, like you, yes. you, we mentioned in the plot summary, uh, they get into a, the final three standing. Everyone's been killed, basically. And the final three standing <laughs> yes. are the Leprechaun, Mac Daddy, somehow, and Postmaster P. And what happens is Postmaster P goes and shoots the crap out of out of Mac Daddy again, uh, thinking he's kill him, but uh, but then. He, leprechaun arrives and now he's he's in trouble and of course he, he pulls out the old what are you going to do about mac daddy and leprechaun says i ain't falling for that crap again you know and of course there's mac daddy who goes and clocks him over the head with a chair <laughs> and then leprechaun gets pissed and blows his gut out apparently and so now yeah. mac daddy is is finally toast i mean he's been shot Three times, I think, in this movie, and now he has his gut blown out, and that's the only way he dies. So he's got some mystical powers, too, because my God. So now it's down to Postmaster P, but as Leprechaun is getting ready to go after Postmaster P, what happens? The amulet goes flying in the air, and you're led to believe that it has fallen on top of the Leprechaun, and he is now turned back to stone, and Postmaster P is now the proud owner of this magic flute to make him famous. And, of course, we're in a bar. And he's rapping, and people are jamming and jiving, and he gets done. And what happens? The reveal that he is now a zombie of the Leprechaun as well. What the okay. hell? Okay, so it's a callback to the opening, too, because that's how the fight in the subway cave, whatever, goes down. The, the amulet winds up in the air, and it lands on the Leprechaun, yes. and that's how they're able, Mac Daddy and his hood are able to escape yes. initially. 
So it's a callback to that. So, okay, they're trying to do that. But here's the thing. The only thing I can surmise that happens is that Postmaster P catches the amulet and says, I'm going to throw this on you unless you make me famous. And the leprechaun says, deal. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's an evil genie, I don't see that being the case because the leprechaun, why would the leprechaun even say, okay, yeah. The idea of like, how are you going to throw that on me? Think about it like this. Think about it like this. Is that, is that okay, I'll, I'll take that. The leprechaun would say, sure, I'll take that deal because he knows my magic's going to overturn you, boy, anyway. So it keeps him alive, and then so, he just puts him under a spell like all the zombie fly girls. And, and what's the motivation for the leprechaun? I mean, he owns 100 pieces of gold. That's the only thing he cares about in his life, I mean, and apparently maybe a flute. He, maybe he wants 102. Well, but, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is he addicted to the marijuana? Uh, that he needs money to get that? Is he addicted to the beads from uh, drag queens? Uh, I, I, I just don't get what I, the motivation for the leprechaun to make him a zombie to go out and rap and become a star for him is. Uh, I, I don't either. It's so weird because, I, and I can only wonder, is this you know taken care of in Back to the Hood? I'm going to go out know. there on a limb and say that Back to the Hood has absolutely no freaking thing to do with this one. <laughs> I, that's just a guess. I have not seen it yet. I don't look I forward seen to seeing either. it, but we will be seeing it. Uh, but I'm going to okay, take but, a guess because I, I I don't think any of the same uh, uh, actors are in the next one. I don't think they are either. But here here's the thing: is that this is the uh, this is the end of the movie or whatever. But it's not the real end because the movie ends with the <sighs> leprechaun rapping. <laughs> Let's just talk about that rap. Just deal with that for a minute, please. I watched it too. I, I don't know why. I knew it was the end. I I, I knew it yeah. was the end. I don't know why I stayed and watched the whole rap so bad. <laughs> it is beyond bad, dude. It is horrible. Horrible. Yes. I can't even recite it. We'll cut some of it in here, folks, to save you the pain of having to sit through we'll it. We'll end yourself, the episode because with that. It is... How's that? We'll end the episode with the rap. So. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, it is beyond belief how stupid <laughs> this movie is, and we have reviewed some really stupid stuff oh, yes. <laughs> as a part of this podcast. Not just me and you, the whole crew here. We have gone down the stupid road more than once. All right, this is not an unusual thing for us to do this. But this, by far, <laughs> is the most disjointed piece of crap <laughs> I've ever tried to review and talk about in any straight manner at all. There's no, there is so, so many ideas on the screen here, Brian, and they seem to have no idea. You know, this it looks so thrown together. <laughs> well, Jay, um. You're getting into it, so why don't we go ahead and give our final uh, popcorn rating for this uh, Leprechaun is, in the Hood. Leprechaun 5, we'll call it. Uh, we, is, I think is we know the what you're, you're going with. <laughs> Small, burnt, awful, horrid, worst one of the series. I am even going to say that. I think this is worse than part two. I would rather see <laughs> fake uh, zombie lawnmower girl than... than the projection girl than any of this crap. I would rather go on the the golf cart ride with Morty again, whatever, <laughs> than any of this. This is horrible. I the hearse ride so bad. <laughs> it's it's bad. Yeah, the hearse ride. Whatever. It's it's so bad. This is terrible. No small popcorn. Under no circumstances should this be viewed. 
<laughs> well, Jay, I'm not sharing your sentiment as far as the worst one in the film. Two by far takes the cake on that. Because let me tell you why. There is no point in two uh, that I actually laughed or enjoyed. Uh, other than maybe, maybe the woman coming out of the house yelling at them to get away from her house and stop coming on the dead tours. That's about the <laughs> only thing in that one that was even remotely entertaining or funny. Everything else was just like, eh, why is this happening? Why am I watching this? There was no value. This one, beside from all the MFers and F this and F that and all that, I actually was kind of entertained by in a little bit here. So to me, two takes the cake as the worst one so far in this series. This one is about a kernel of popcorn taken out of the trash that still might taste good better. <laughs> but that's about it. It's so not worth your time. <laughs> and I'm glad that you will let us review it for you so you don't have to feel the pain. Indeed, indeed. Well, it's a St. Patrick's Day tradition here that we put one of these out. So it's, I'm glad to do it. Again, it was fun to talk about it, even though it is one of, one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. But, folks, it is actually not the worst movie I've ever seen. If you want to know what that is, hook up with me on Facebook or Twitter. I'll be glad to have a discussion with you about that because <laughs> that movie is so bad, I cannot convince anyone here to review it with me. So well, you can't I doubt find we'll ever it, get around you? to talking about well i know so that's the other problem i'm one of the only people on earth that i know that actually has a copy which is fascinating so because they burned issue. all the reels <laughs> it was so bad they well, burned well they, they had dvds made before that happened so but that's another another story for another day so but we do have some cool stuff coming up here brian i mean uh Anna and I are going to come back with a couple of rom-coms here. We've got some fun ones coming up in, uh, that have been out in the last few years. And then you and I are going to be looking up in the sky and talking about Superman yes. as we get ready for The Man of Steel coming out this summer. So uh, going to be a lot of fun there. And and we're finally going to put a cap on the Batman series. It's a, Yes, we are finally getting around to Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> promise so long ago we are finally sitting down to do that so i'm i'm looking forward to all that stuff of course we will be getting back to stephen king later on and and lots of other fun stuff coming up folks just hang in there with us you can and, always find and don't forget jay we are going back to the hood probably in october maybe september <laughs> october <laughs> maybe september maybe october we'll have to see we've got some fun stuff planned for the october the shocktober if you will so we'll get to that when we get there but i will say this now uh folks we really do appreciate your support and let us know what you think of the podcast give us a review on itunes hit us up on twitter or facebook talk to us about you know the things you saw in the episode or things that you didn't see you know what you want to uh to talk about in it and also find links to our other podcast the art of slaying our buffy the vampire slayer retrospective brian and i are in the midst of season five episode by episode we've gone through the buffy show so lots of stuff there with that and our latest addition to our podcast universe the fabish factor our general podcast discussion where kurt fabish and nick and several others talk about general topics usually like you know the best films they saw of the year or one thing or another they're going to be getting into some game of thrones coming up lots of cool stuff coming up there and a lot Lots of ways for you to find us on the web. Again, it all starts at continuousplaypodcast.com. Until next time, for Brian, I'm Jay. Put down that magic flute and run the other way. <laughs> thanks for two, thanks for tuning in to Film Strip. Thanks for listening to Film Strip. 
<laughs> a friend with weed is a friend indeed. Visit our website, continuousplaypodcast.com, for more reviews and episodes. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where to go. Like, I want to go. We're supposed to trust you now? <laughs> I would advise you to trust me. I know that would be the worst thing you could do in your life. Right now, we got no options. All content used or discussed in this podcast is the property of the respective owners and used under the Fair Use Act, Section 504C2, Title 17. Dublin's the place where I learned my thing. From the Emerald Isle to your place in the hood. I'm the man of green, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Blunt is dope, this place is hype. There's a lass, she's just my type. I hate your results so soon to manage. Haven't been late so long, it's happening. I'm so bad, I'm good. I'll show you what to do, so lend an ear. Don't worry, little lassie, you've got nothing to fear. Sit with the lad who's lean and green, and let me show you why I'm a love machine. Come to do no good. I'm a wee green guy who's new to town. Show me what you do when you get down. I'll go up, you go down. We'll call C, your love green. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, when we're bad, we're good. Of more to your front door. Better turn off the lights and pray some more. We're gonna party through the night until the dawn. Then you and I are gonna get it on. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good.